There is no doubt the world is facing daunting challenges these days. Look around. We have reached a critical point in human history. Old leadership models, beliefs, and behaviors are no longer working. Centuries of emasculation have brought us to the brink. Men need help, and who better to help us but the women? This is well. The Women's Expressions on Leadership, Learning, and Liberty podcast show, and I'm its host, John Krotek. My guests are accomplished and intelligent women who share not only their personal stories, but give us valuable insights and perspectives on the leadership challenges men face. In a world still dominated primarily by men, these honest perspectives can be a genuine catalyst for male leadership improvement. By exploring possibilities and opportunities for self-improvement and transformation, we offer men hope in an ever-changing, fast-paced, complex world. Thank you for listening and for your support. Lead on. Welcome back to the Well Podcast Show. I'm super excited about this episode. Uh, This is a personal friend of mine who is a writer and a poetess and a person that's really tapped into the human condition, and I should say the human organism. Um, Tracy Civic is an intuitive, a channeler, a medium, Reiki master, and she's from Northern Michigan. So I know it's a little bit cold up there now. And she, it's also early in the morning and, and I've already been read the riot act. And it's too, <laughs> it's too early, but, but what, is it ever too early for knowledge? I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> her passion, and it has been for a long, 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 long time is to assist clients through the darkest periods of their lives and into the light. And it's a never ending uh, journey and an important journey for the people that she works with. And just for people in general, she's an author of a book. She has written about crystals and the power of them and how they can be utilized in, in daily rituals and in healing processes as we move forward in our lives. Um, she believes that these crystals and other things that are that are God made, I guess, have these vibrational energy states. And as we start to heal ourselves, we can tap into them and we can move on to the next phase of our life. Regardless of what you believe and what people say about those kinds of things, they've been around for a long, long time. And there, there are, there's documented cases where things like that have turned people's lives around. I do know that Tracy has dedicated her adult life um, to helping others move through those challenging times in life. And she is a perfect candidate for this podcast show because she's all about leadership. She's all about male and female energies and how they can work and collaborate together to make the world a better place. So uh, Tracy, thank you for being here this morning and for getting up early and, and uh, look forward to our conversation and uh, just thank you and for your time and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here today, even though it is, you know, a little bit early for me, but you know. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Yeah. But you're, you know, it's everybody's on a different rhythm, it seems, but you're here and and and, and I'm grateful for that. Well, I'm grateful for you. That was quite a long and and um, delightful introduction. And however, I think that a lot of praise has to go to you, John, for the the 
power and a personal power you've shown in, in bringing this all together for men and women. And so I thank you for that and who you are. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, but, you know, let's get right to it, Tracy. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing, your childhood and what that was like. Well, I was your little traditional Catholic girl. And um, I don't know, we had a really uh, in the box type of family, you know, we went to church every Sunday, we did our things. I mean, it was a really uh, traditional upbringing. And to be honest with you, I I started to kind of sense things and know things before they would happen. And my mother was supportive and she took me to father and he patted my, his hand on my head and, and said, oh, she'll, she'll live. She'll be okay. So, (laughs) um, you know, I was supported in a sense, you know, I wasn't poo-pooed, you know, like, oh, this girl needs help mentally, which maybe came up later in life, but, um, no. (laughs) Did you have any, did you have any brothers and sisters? I have three other sisters and uh, two are still with us today. Uh, it's It's been an interesting ride. Yeah. We, we plagued my mom and dad with four female energies. So that yeah. must've been interesting. You know, I, uh, I was also raised Catholic and mm-hmm. uh, probably got some of, the, got some of the same treatment at times. <laughs> What's going on with John, you know, and I don't know if I sensed anything, but I, I never really felt personally. And I know it's mm-hmm. not about me today, but, I never felt like I fit into whatever was going on in society to include the Catholic church. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, so you're four, four girls growing up in this family. How did your dad handle that? And what did you, what was your sense of the male role in that kind of situation? You know, my dad, I refer to him often as the old Archie Bunker type. And he, he was wearing his masculinity very, prominently it was all about everything he did you know it was all about the hunting the fishing the the this the that but as I got older um and him and I started to develop a new relationship I realized he was a poet and so we connected to each other because he would find me outside under a tree writing and then he'd share his work with me and I actually at his funeral got up and read three of his writings Um, because he was very phenomenal, very wise man, but he never told anyone that he did that because he thought it was too feminine, I think, you know? That's interesting. So he never told anybody, but you know, how did that, you know, as a younger person, how did that make you feel when, when, when you saw this creative part to your father, did it it inspire you? Yes, it did. And it endeared him into my heart even further because, his expressions were extraordinary. You know, the way he tapped into nature, the way that he could um, make the trees seem like cathedrals. You know, he, he really loved the outdoors and connected to it deeply. And he shared that love um, about that with me. So I just really, I felt really good. And he did with my other siblings too, but some are interested, some are not, you know, so that's the way that goes. We know how that runs. So, yeah, you know, it's, that's, that's interesting. So your dad, here's a man who was highly creative. Obviously you get some of that from him, you know, the spirit there, but 
so you grew up. So, so what was your viewpoint of men then that your dad was this creative guy or did other things happen that maybe molded the way you thought? You know, I think that I had a high respect for all men. I think in a way that was demanded of us back then, um, you know, it's the sit and be quiet and be polite kind of rule in the house, you know, speak when you're spoken to that kind of thing as far as the rules go. But, you know, I, I really, I looked up to all the men in my life as leaders, you know, if that makes sense. No, somebody it does. To, if so, somebody to go to, someone to share, you know, those important topics with, you know, seek advice on life, that kind of stuff. I mean, it was old, old school. I'm not a spring chicken. <laughs> so there's so, well, there's no, so there's nothing wrong with old old school and tradition you yeah. know and we look at today mm-hmm. and again i know that we've had this conversation before but you look at today and and i personally believe it's nothing short of a male leadership crisis taking place today and i agree you know the way that you framed your father i never knew that about him you know we've mm-hmm. never talked about that but the way you framed that is your dad was obviously tapped in yeah. For that feminine side. And, and I think, you know, there's there's this shift taking place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tell us a little bit about the auras of feminine and masculine energy. So I know you work with those kinds of things. Yes, the energy with that is really different. And it depends on the level of awareness of the client that I'm working with. Um the thing that I love about people right now and working with the people that I do is there's a really beautiful balance that is taking place between the male and the female energies. Um, The women are coming in and they are exercising this masculine role and some of the men are coming in seeking and searching for that feminine, um, oh, beauty within that gentle soft touch and the balance between the two it's actually very beautiful I mean it's it's different from when we grew up it's different in the sense that they are ready to embrace but they're confused they're confused on what what's too much what's not enough um and and so that's where I help them that's you awesome. Know, accepting them for who they are, where they are in life. This isn't a judgment call for society to make. We are who we are when we are all such wonderful individuals. You know, you know, it's funny. Yes, we are. And I um, you know, you mentioned the word confusion. There's a couple of con there's a couple of topics here I want to just go into, but mm-hmm. you know, we were both raised Catholic, you know, mm-hmm. so I want to know how. God fits into the scheme with the things that you're working on. And then I want to go into the confusion and all of this stuff with this gender identity, what I personally Mm -hmm. think, God bless the people. I personally think it's a little bit of nonsense. Um, And there's where the confusion comes from. Um, I know all about chromosomes and, you know, you either have two Y's and an X and a Y. And I don't think there's anything in between unless we have something different going on. So how does God enter into that? And then the gender identity thing, what's going on there? Well, first with God, I mean, I have to be really honest. It's, um, I'm blessed to have that Catholic background. You know, when you don't hear a lot of people that say that, but it taught me to believe in things I cannot see. 
and it brought in the angels and the archangels and God and Jesus and Mary and made them real for me. And um, I use God in every day and every practice and every session that I do. I do an invocation prayer before I work on anybody. And I did one today before I got on here. You know, it's just a part of what I do uh, about bringing in the blessings and let it unfold in the way that it, it needs to unfold to be understood. Mm -hmm. So I do that. And so, I mean, God is it, man. I love that. I mean, it's, yeah. Because I know that there's people out there that the minute that you start to talk about things like channeling and crystals and all of this, and, and they right away go into that fearful mode. And I agree with you. I'm so grateful that I have the Catholic background. Mm -hmm. But my concept is probably similar to yours. God created all of this. Yes. So, so why isn't it possible that these right. things some people consider taboo or, or right. uh, maybe even satanic? Why, why would that be that way? You know, is that a fear in their own hearts? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Because there's a lot of people that even with my Reiki, um, people have said to me that that's devil's work. Um, I, it kind of makes me giggle. I try not to because I want to listen to them, but uh, it really, it, it's so far away from devil's work, you know, because you are opening yourself up to be a channel of the divine creator, God, goddess energies to come through and heal and to be present for people. And with crystals and things like that, all that is, is a tool in the toolbox. I have like a little spiritual toolbox and I just, crystals are a part of that. So that's what I do. I look at them as tools and assistance to get us through the days. You know, that's, that's, thank you for explaining that because I kind of look, you know, people will say stuff like that when I mention mm -hmm. like a modality or something and, mm -hmm. oh, you know, yoga. I had that recently that somebody was saying, oh, yoga is, you know, there's something satanic there, right? And I'm like, with yoga? I, yeah. I, so it made me think at that moment, you know, boils down to belief. If right. you believe that it's satanic, mm -hmm. then it's satanic. Yeah. And and whatever, if you, you know, so if you go around believing neg negative stuff, mm -hmm. then the world becomes negative and it does become yeah. entropic. But if you look at things as everything is God's creation and it has a place, I had never heard that in my life ever. I had never looked at yoga as being some kind of devilish work that's right. going to steal my soul. You know, I, always right. looked, yeah. I always looked at it as exercise. And if you th really, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Don't you think that fear is ruling a lot of people right now? The energy and the times of things that um, they hear good things about Reiki or yoga or any of these modalities that are out there, but the fear, they fear it. And fear is rampant right now in, in the world. And so it is, it's really a tough one. I, I try to do the respectful responses and, you know, their belief system is their belief system. I'm not here to change that, but I'll tell you something. I am here, here at my age as a pillar to be a witness or for people to be able to look at me and say, she's doing it. Even though times can get rough, even though we can have bad days, because, you know, even though we're striving to be these spiritual beings, we also are here for a human experience. So 
our days aren't perfect, but it's how we deal with it. It's what we do with it. And I'm watching all these little newbies come in and it's like, we planted all the seeds and now it's fun to watch them grow because they're going to be the movers and shakers to take over when we're not here. And it's bright and beautiful energy. No, I totally agree with you. And I think that it's valuable work and you, and you're so spot on Tracy. It, it is, it's the belief. If yeah. you believe it to be, then that's what it will be. And that's, right. that's, that's your choice. And that's yeah. what true freedom is. You want to believe in all that or not believe in all that, then, then right. power to you. But you know, when boils come back, comes back to confusion and I wasn't joking. I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but the human organism with a few aberrations, maybe some physical uh, abnormalities, you know, you either have two Y chromosomes or you have an X and a Y. And right. we talk about fear, but, but we also talk about confusion. And there are some people out there, a lot of people actually, that, that they're, they don't even know what or who they are. How, how does that play, play in the work that you do? Oh, it's really intense, actually, because they're, they're, that's a place where there's a lot of um, people that are trying to figure themselves out. They're trying to understand their, their feelings and what's going on. And I'm not really sure what takes them to that place. I mean, I've, I have many clients and friends that are, uh, you know, trans or bi or whatever they do, you know, it's, um, they're what we would consider different. Yeah, me know? too. Yeah. And, and yet I find them to be the most compassionate, loving and kind human beings. My take on this, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what Tracy thinks. It, it really matters what they think when they are in their own space, looking in the mirror, living their life, doing their things. And I would expect that they would be just as human as you and I are and, and doing life the way that they need to do it. I, one thing I do disagree with, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack about this, is labels. I think we just need to be who we are and judgment to none. You know, I, I just think we need to express ourselves and love ourselves and do what we need to do and mind our own business. No, I totally am with you on that. So if you catch flack, I'll catch it too. And, and <laughs> I, 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 we'll I, have a know, coffee together and call it a day. They call it a day and say, oh, well, you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's kind of interesting because one of the topics that I've been kind of looking at deeply, and I've got to tell you, Trace, I bought into this a couple of years ago, the concept of toxic masculinity. Right, right. right. And I was like, holy cow, there's something to this. You know, let me look into this. You know, and anybody that's a leader that wants to be curious, as most leaders are, I implore you to give whatever topic it is some due diligence. Because what I found out, what I believe, and, and maybe you can help me with this, is that I, I reject it now because what I found out was it was really a concept that was demeaning and emasculating to men. And rather than celebrate the masculinity, maybe in a traditional or non-traditional sense, it didn't do that. And right. so I think what it was doing, it was creating more fear and more mm -hmm. confusion with men. And the last thing we need today mm -hmm. is more fear and confusion. Men need to tap into their feminine side they need to celebrate their masculinity they need to be real men and step up to the plate and and and, and help 
help the global community do something different, help it to get better. And yeah, that's what I see going be, on yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, there needs to be global healing and and both in both positions of the, the masculine side and the and the feminine side. Um, I think we are a confused society. And uh, we are. And I, I know that, that that lady, I can't think of her <laughs> name right now, but that Italian woman just got voted in as the prime minister. I know that I don't want to take this digress too much, but she just yeah. got voted in as the Italian female prime minister mm -hmm. and her whole platform was God, family, and country. Pretty much what anybody wants to celebrate when they're in a, when they're in a country. Right. And, right. and the powers that be globally, you mentioned globe, they're all saying she's a fascist and she's like Mussolini and she's here to destroy the planet. And what I think is, is she's here to, take us to a place that's better than where we're at. Right. You know, there, there is a lot of that going on, that same kind of context of, of wanting to bring in um, the, the, let's say the old family traditions and bringing back the, the belief system, that the spiritual aspect, things like that into family and life and love. We've gotten really far away from that. There's a lot of, uh, I'd say maybe 40 and under that are suffering from a lot of the things that society and life and stripping people away from their power has really destroyed. And, and it's, it's a rebuilding process right now. Having leaders come forth with that kind of determined and straightforward, good, good, you know, good, go for it. I mean, I think that's the thing we need to celebrate she was voted in, right? And she was so voted the, in by the people. Yeah, so the people are, are seeking and searching for something too. Maybe they'll find it in her and maybe they won't. But that's the part about all of this is learning instead of, oh my gosh, John doesn't think the way I think, so I am going to alienate him. Well, no, that's not what it's about. You know, it's, it's interesting. Supporting and loving each other and, and having that space and holding space for one another. Lovely. You know, and that's, you know, if, if you have a, a, a foundation in history, what you'll find is that type of behavior, you know, labels and then uh, mm -hmm. demonizing a group of people or somebody and then mm -hmm. labeling them and then canceling them. I got news for anybody and I don't care. Cancel culture is a form of socialism or mm -hmm. communism or right. something that is definitely not representative of the society. Mm -hmm. And, and any time you demonize people that you don't necessarily agree with, whether it's a belief system or an ideology or whatever, you are practicing a form of entropy and it's societal entropy. And it does nothing to help the community or mm -hmm. any of us. You know, yeah. we just need to stop that type of um, that type of behavior. And I'm glad you mentioned labels because that's what that leads to. It leads right. to nothing good. Right. And there's, I believe, I don't know if it was the Hopi Indians, but um, there was a group of uh, a tribe that when there was somebody that was embracing equally the male and female aspect, and they were what we would label as transgender now, they looked at that person and their ability to harness both sides, both energies, and they viewed them as 
as like wisdom keepers, you know, those wise ones and those healers, because they were so balanced within themselves. That doesn't mean they ran around and, you know, um, wanted everybody to become, you know, who they were. But I mean, enlightened wise, maybe, but that whole process is, is in it. I can't, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know how somebody comes in and defines themselves in that way, but I'm not going to judge it either. No, and that's probably a good place is, is, to, is to not be judgmental. We have too much of that mm-hmm. these days. And, you know, one thing that I, I know that that's true, I've done some research on this. Maybe you can help me through this. But, uh, you know, back in the day, if there was a narrative that was not true, I don't know, propaganda or something, it normally died because... Yeah. People would figure it out real quick mm-hmm. and then and then it would just die, it would shrivel up like grapes on a tainted vine. But nowadays we have technology, these digital uh, uh, things, tools that we can use. Yeah. And nowadays you can take a lie. And I was reading this the other day where as much as 90% of what we consume in modern technology, the digital world, online, the web, up to 90% is either an opinion that has no basis in fact, Mm -hmm. a narrative that supports an ideology that might not be good for this community, or it's outright propaganda. Mm -hmm. And, And so you mentioned confusion. So people nowadays, in general, it's a rhetorical statement they they don't even know what's true anymore and i've heard this from lots of people Mm -hmm. we're trying to determine a truth out of a facade you know that's being given out there and and it's like trying to pick and choose so then we become just as confused as everyone else but you did mention something and i want to come back to this what you mentioned was intuition Okay. And, and you're and you're an intuitive, right? You knew that at a young age. It gives me goosebumps. But so, mm-hmm. what I think you're saying, or what I think that is about, is about trusting your gut. Yeah. You like like if something sounds too good to be true, or too bad to be true. Like all white people are racist. You know, you, you've got to check that at the door and 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 follow the money. Yeah. Do the due diligence. Go back and find yeah. out what's really going on. Right, right. I agree. I agree. You have to really use discernment on on anything that you do these days. You know, you use that ten percent. Uh, you and I have both seen that out there in the online world, and and I'm sure many people that are listening have too. It, it's it's a uh, yeah. That it's it, There's like cloaking devices, and you're like, is this real? Yeah, we know. Are you real? (laughs) Are you an avatar? I know. And how many people we know have multiple avatars? You know, right? That's a whole other story. But but, uh, um, yeah, and that's and that's what we that's what I think is going on right now on a massive scale. I think that we've been inundated with a lot of untruths. Right. They don't make us feel right. Mm -hmm. We're fearful, and it's not just in America. I think it's like you mentioned, Tracy. It's global. So in your estimation or in your wisdom, what do you think people, men and women, need to do to get back on track 
and, 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 and especially men, but what do we need to do? How can we right the ship? Oh, wow. You want me to cure the world? Is that kind of, yeah. Hey, yeah. Geez, John, that would have you, been a 10 o'clock appointment. If anybody um, can do it, you can do it. <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is what, where I start. I always start with God first, your, your divine energy. So a lot of people use different words for that now. It all encompasses one to me. So it's God, universe, divine, creator, energy. So connecting to uh, your spiritual self to me is number one. And then once you do that, it's kind of like, and I'm going to go all metaphysical here, but I always have my clients kind of rein in their power, bring it down through their crown, through their third eye, through their ch throat chakra and their heart you know, bring any thought, any decision, anything that's going on in your life, process it through, through the divine and bring it to your heart and then let that answer you. Because we always, and I'm kind of talking for everybody and I shouldn't, many of us make the decisions right here. It needs to go all the way down and we need to get out of monkey brain and overthinking everything in the world, we need to get down through that with God, creator, whatever. And we put it right here and we make a decision to say, okay, what is this about? I talk to my guides like they were sitting right next to me because they kind of really are. That's a good point. You know, I, I read physiologically that the human embryo, when it's in utero, that, that it's, the, it's the heart and the lungs that form first, the breath mm -hmm. of life and, and, mm -hmm. and the heart, the love, the intuition. And right. then the, the brain is like the last thing that, that is formed in the embryo. And then even as we grow, our knowledge is still growing. Right. But the, the heart, right. the breath of life is always there. And you That's know what, it. Tracy? And we forget it. People if forget that. Yeah, everybody's always coming in. They're doing this, you know, they're doing the, oh, what do I do? And it's like, well, let's, Let's get it, get you balanced. Let's get you centered. You know, you're you're totally zigzagging all over the place with your energy and wondering why you're not feeling right. Um, it is. It's about connection, bringing it through, and just sitting with it for a moment and making it a personal internal decision for yourself, not for anyone else. And you know, that's a thing that's lost now. We don't honor our own thoughts and our own heartfelt energies we are listening to everybody else we're trying to find our way and trying to jump blueprints we have our divine blueprint but we're jumping over here to joey because joey's smarter than i am and he must know what he's doing i mean we really we're so hungry for knowledge we're so hungry for norm and we're, we're just kind of going all over the place with that. So, no, I'm glad you mentioned that because we always ask that question. And even if you don't admit it, you know, I know we do this, but mm -hmm. am I okay? Am yeah. I normal? Yeah. Is there anything wrong with me? Yeah. And, and you're so right, Tracy, people mm -hmm. spend a majority of their emotional mental time trying to do things for the approval and to be accepted from others. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I can remember, it's been a long and winding road. You remember that Beatles song? I can remember somebody told me like 50 years ago, they said, if you ever quit worrying about what other people think of you, you're going to set the world on fire. 
And I never thought I must have been 22 years old or something. And I think it might have been my brother who didn't care about anybody. But, you know, that's a different story. <laughs> but 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 uh, but I um, and I, I love you, Pete. I do. But um, but, that, but there you go. There you go. When we quit worrying yeah. and overthinking and this need for acceptance and approval, then we can come back to ourselves. Right. And we are beings uh and we do uh it's okay to be here it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to be who we are we are special so i'm glad you mentioned that you know i i am a product of the the i am energy and i'm not going to be finished learning and moving through lessons in life until that last breath and then i'm just being reborn into being back home you know what i mean so it's it's a progression. I don't get down on myself for mistakes made um, because it's all a stepping stone to learning and, and broadening and opening up that beautiful force within that is here to learn. Absolutely. Right? Otherwise, we're boxed up. You know, I know you write poetry. Yeah. Uh, do you have a poem nearby that you could share with us? Oh, my gosh. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Come no, on. I don't. I don't. Okay, I, that's kind of a, that's not kind of a surprise. <laughs> you didn't warn me about a, that. A trick question, but yeah. I was wondering. But that's okay. Uh, sometimes that's a window to our soul too. And I know that the poetry yeah. that you've written is very, very heartfelt, and it's great poetry. Uh, Thank you. So, is there a poetry book out there that that's yours that people could find? Um, I have one right now uh, that is out there, and it is about people because in what I do. A lot of people are empathic and they grow up and they're not just feeling themselves in the world. This is how I found myself and what I had, my gifts, is through learning about being empathic. So I think we're sensitive to our own world, but we're sensitive to the outer world too. And it's confusing. So depression, anxiety is common. I'm seeing that in a lot of children today. And it's because they are highly sensitive. They can, they can sense when something's off and there's so much that's off, they hide. And so I just think that children of today, I don't know, empathy. I think that we, the book, the book. Okay, so I have a book called <laughs> Zero Evidence of Life. I'm sorry, and just Tracy. So um, it's Zero Evidence of Life and it is sold on Lulu. It is about depression and anxiety. And not just my own story, but, you know, things that have been shared with me throughout my lifetime. And it's, it's a pretty deep book. Um, I have a new one coming out soon. Um, Navigating Grace. Yeah. More about the spiritual aspect and the spiritual side to things. So. Uh, you know, that's great because I know that poetry is a medium, you know, this writing uh, tool that it is a great way to take what's in our hearts and in our minds mm -hmm. and meld the two and then put it on paper for uh, right. posterity or legacy or whatnot. Uh, that's great. And I, I was hoping you could share one of those poems with us, but, uh, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, I'll you, get over you've it. You've read them. They're all I read bad. the first book. Yeah. Which is great, but it would be great to share. Maybe we can get one of those. Uh, but you know what? There's, you said something, there's so much that's wrong right now. There's so much that's going on and, and, yeah. especially the kids that are young and they're hungry for this, you know, they feel it. But I, I think even the adults feel it, you know, people are right. quick to anger and, and suicide rates are up and, Huge. you know, yeah. you've got a lot of interesting things taking place that just don't feel right. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's being really pronounced right now. I mean, it, it's really intense. And yet the one thing that we need to focus on is not the fear, because if you really look at who we are and what we're doing and people like you and people that are doing the work that I'm doing and far exceeding what I'm doing, I mean, there's brilliant people out there in the spiritual realm doing good work. It's like we're, we're really bringing up the light where we're raising the vibration and i really think that we need to focus on all the good things we're doing all the positive things we're doing and it's not to put a little cover over fear and over uh the reality of of our lives on some days but it, it is about remembering that balance between the light and the dark and and that we need to bring that in absolutely and, uh, you know, balance is what it's all about. Do you have a personal quote or a mantra that you live by every day? No, you didn't tell me to get that ready either, but it's like live, love, be, you know, it's like, it's just simple. I'm just very simple. It's like, keep it basic. It's understandable and it's relatable. And yeah, lights, That's camera, action, live, love, be, I don't know. No, that's great because we, it, it is a complex world and we've made it complex. And I think that anytime, you know, you talk about light, anytime we can make things simpler, then yeah. it's only going to benefit who we are and what we do. Um, yeah, exactly. It's been a great conversation. I, how do people find out more about you, Tracy? Where can they go to find out about you? And then, and then mention your book again and, and when the new one might be out. Okay. Um, zero evidence of life dealing with um, anxiety and depression. And uh, coming out the other side, I must mention, because there, it towards the end, it is about being able to survive, live through that, and to actually uh, bloom and blossom in your life and grow. Uh, so that is available at lulu.com under Tracy Civic. And uh, my website is www.tracycivic.com. You can check me out there. And the Navigating Grace will be out in approximately three months. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your wisdom. You know, Tracy Civic from the northern part of Michigan, it's going to be very cold real soon. Who, <laughs> it was uh, 45 say, this morning. <laughs> that's, that's chilly. Uh, and I'm a Florida boy. But, you know, so there you have it. Balance, heart, use your intuition, realize yep. that you are, this is not my wisdom. These are great from Tracy. Right. realize that you, 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 you have a right to be here. And if you tap into your own energies mm -hmm. and approach it in a positive light, you can right. add something significant to the world. Um, exactly. And any final thoughts, Trace? No, I just, um, I want to thank you for having me on today because I think spreading, um, the, alternate spiritual ideas and aspects are really important for people because you know we need to be able to see all the tools that we can put in our toolbox and that that the the stones uh reiki uh alternate spiritual beliefs that still include our traditional beliefs you know being okay with that too and having that that's just super important and i need to really thank you because I'm not sure if you realize the, the beautiful change, the beautiful thoughts that you're bringing 
out and into the open for people and to find balance within um, you and your life and your story too. So I appreciate you. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. And thank you for uh, grace me with your story and your presence and your wisdom. And uh, I look forward to reading the new book. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks, John. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Well. Without you, we don't exist. There is no show. We hope the men who joined us today learned some valuable tips to improve and not be ashamed to use them. Be the change, men. Set the example. Keep going. And for the women leaders out there, keep creating and keep helping us men to become even better men, more effective leaders. Thank you. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and lead.